0: It's something that we all deal with I just want to read something that one of the scholars of Egypt Sheikh Mustafa Sadiq Al-Rifai uh, wrote in his uh, in his book That that is about destitution. It's It's called the destitute. He writes, As long as there is matter in this world, or material need either real or imagined, so as long as there is matter in this world or a material need either real or imagined, there will be poverty in the world. As long as people have desires for which they compete or which they elevate by means of their rivalries, there will be envy. As long as in the unseen there are days and there are hopes, and in the physical world there is destitution and there is envy, then there will be longing. So based on that, I just want to discuss some aspects of how we deal with wealth and how we're supposed to deal with wealth. The challenges based on that. I think it's important to do that because when we're speaking about the rights of the poor, uh, sometimes we give sermons, we give lectures to try to emotionally create an opening in the hearts of people so that they can be uh, they, they can be generous, they can be open-hearted, and they can give for that sake. However, if we had a world in which people would constantly give without having to be asked, then we could probably alleviate property, uh, poverty. Likewise, if we had a world where people were not trying to get more than necessarily their fair share and they were considerate of others, and they uh, did not uh, have this sense of vi- uh, of violence uh, towards other people because at the end of the day what, what happens is that there is religion but then there is human trait. There is human nature. And that's the problem that most of us deal with. Whether you look at Christians in the world, whether you look at Muslims in the world, whether you look at Jews in the world or any other religion, any other uh, group uh, or uh, religious adherence in the world, that's what you'll notice that The religion is there, it has certain teachings, uh, ethical teachings. Most religions have good ethical teachings at least. And that is something that the major religions of the world share in. However, the problem is that the human nature uh, sometimes takes that over. Because religion is only going to be as good as how people follow it and what they make of it. So if a person is not following the religion, or a group of people aren't, and there's become a communal kind of attitude towards something, uh, because th- we we learn from others more than we learn uh, from what they say we learn from their practice more so one thing is that our religion could be telling us one thing but what we're going to really achieve and uh, and um, uh, assimilate and do and practice is generally what we see others doing. So, if we don't see a lot of generosity and we don't see a lot of compassion uh, around us, then that is generally how we're going to act because we think that is the norm. We're human, very social creatures. That's uh, us as human beings, we're very social creatures. So, when we see somebody doing something in a particular way, that's the way we will generally do things or we will think we need to do it because that's the probably the easiest way to do because we're all, uh, we, we do a lot of taqleed, we, we follow. In many things there's very few people who actually think that's the problem there's very few people that actually think for themselves and just don't do what the next person is doing uh, the next person buys a, a new car well we want a new car as well the next person gets such and such a sofa or a new tv or a new system or something of that nature then we want to do the same thing she gets a new bag so we want a new bag if uh, he gets a new suit or a new you, um, whatever it may be, well, we want to uh, copy as well and we get an idea of doing the same thing. If he can do it, if she can do it, well, I can do it as well. I'm also a human being. We really emulate one another a lot. That's why we have to understand the distinctions between uh, Israf and Taqdeer. These are two concepts in Islam. One is called Israf, which means to uh, be extravagant to spend beyond your means, to spend, not beyond your means, but beyond what's required, beyond what's required through human decency, beyond, beyond what's required through your religious uh, injunctions and religious uh, directives upon us. And the other one is to not spend at all and not to spend properly. So we've got both of these, uh, these, are, these are both, you can say, extremes that need to be understood. So today I'm going to uh, speak about this. Essentially, what we have is... Let's start with the concept of uh, of sakha and uh, jud in Arabic, which is essentially generosity and open-heartedness, open uh, heartedness, open open heartedness, open handedness, where we actually give things and spe- spend things in the path of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. The way one of the scholars, al Nahlawi, who died around the 1950s, a Syrian scholar, he describes saha and jud. He says it's a malakatun fi nafs. It's a it's a faculty. Uh, within the self of the human being, it's a it's a trait, it's a human trait, a very natural human trait المال, which invites the person, which calls the person and inspires the person to spend wealth to spend that what you have, the thing that you consider your own, the thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you whether you realize that Allah has given it to you or whether you think you have attained it for yourself so it's to spend from that that which we have, that we consider our own za'idan al-wajib one is that we have to spend to buy our daily bread. I have to go down and buy my two loaves of bread or one loaf of bread. I have to go down and buy this much meat and this much vegetables and this much salt and this much sugar, tea, etc. That is what that is the absolute basic that people buy for themselves. But now to spend beyond that, to spend in addition to that, whether that be in luxuries or to help other people, these are you know the two ways that you can spend beyond. What is the necessar- necessary amount that you spend? So this amount that you spend beyond what's necessary on you to spend, beyond which your normal daily life uh, requires you to spend, this additional amount is uh, spending this additional amount is called Saha and Jude, which means to spend more than what's necessary, but for the right reasons, either to gain reward, Leli <laughs> thawab either to gain reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I'm spending this, Allah is watching me He wants me to spend Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said all of the creation is are the bondsmen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the most beloved to Allah is the one who's going to be the most kind and generous and the one who's going to be best in treating most excellently treating Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's bondsmen so based on that we spend out of compassion for that and to uh, earn reward Jud, or a person wants to be known to be a generous person. SubhanAllah, I think this kind of quality is, uh, we find that in some of the very rich people. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of the time, it's just for them to show it's an additional publicity stunt. I'm not second, second guessing, or I'm not judging people here. But for some of them, it's obviously uh, the, the case that it's just an additional publicity stunt, stunt to raise the ratings after they've slumped. Maybe they've become ugly now. So now they need uh, or, or they've, they've lost a bit of their luster, uh, uh, a bit of their shine. So now th- what they do is they they try to go and uh, um, d- do something humanitarian, as such, something that seems to be compassionate. People love compassion, and when they see somebody uh, doing compassion, uh, something of compassion, they they see that oh, they must have a human nature to them. So it's not just all show. This person is human as well, and not just a machine that is uh, making fame for themselves. So fadilatul uh, Jud, But in if you if you look at the the Arabs uh, of the time of Rasulullah Sallallahu beforehand, they would compete with each other to be more generous. They would slaughter the biggest animal in their house when a guest would come. They would leave the lights on at night because they would be constantly travelers. And leaving your light, light on at night meant that you were welcoming for anybody that was a musafir, that was a traveler who needed a place to stay at night. And in fact, it mentions that the uh, generally in, in poetry, in Arabic poetry and so on, it speaks about the house on top of the hill with the light on. Because the the most generous people who wanted to be even more generous and compete with others on it, they would try to build their houses in higher locations, on the side of the road, so that they could be seen like a lighthouse, for, for musafireen, for travelers to come and uh, essentially anchor their ships there, so that uh, anchor the ship of their, their life, their journey there, so that they could be they could be treated by these people. So spending beyond the necessary amount of your life for the sake of attaining reward or for considering yourself and to show yourself to be, uh, to, be uh, to, to be, generous. And the third reason, uh, the third kind of praiseworthy reason would be would be to purify the nafs, to purify the nafs and to uh, remove from it the malady the calamity, the the sickness of bukhl, the opposite, which is miserliness. That's very important. The only way you can rid yourself of miserliness and of uh, stinginess is by actually spending. And you have to do that slowly sometimes, although to do that fast really really helps and it works. If you find it very difficult to spend five pounds right, in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then one day just take out twenty and just put it in. At this, in this moment, after you listen to the fadail, after you listen to certain virtues, just do it. Next time, you'll find that even ten pound will be easy for you to spend. The only way you can get rid of it is by making dua to Allah subhanahu wa taala and actually doing the act, because that's how you you bend your heart. If you have a piece of paper that is, if you have a piece of paper that is, uh, you know, bent this way, the only way you can really straighten it is not by trying to just straighten it, but actually pushing it the other way. A bit and then you'll see that when you go like this it becomes kind of straight right so you have to kind of bend it back and forth a bit until it gets straight and that's the way to do these things so if it's done for any other reason than to consider yourself to be generous because it's virtuous to be generous so you're not doing it to show that people call you generous but you want yourself to be considering yourself generous, that I'm not miserly because I want to attain the rewards of that and it's a good trait for a human to have or to gain reward or to spend wealth to get yourself uh, to rid ourselves of uh, of buchl and miserliness and not for any other reason then that is considered praiseworthy as long as the spending now does not go into the other extreme of becoming extravagance squandering one's wealth essentially spending where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us not to spend this is the great thing about our sharia it tells us about both things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the evil of miserliness in our uh, in the quran he also speaks about squandering one's wealth which means in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that those who uh, do tabdir, which means who spend beyond their means places where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited them from spending to just spend foolishly to just buy whatever their heart desires without really considering it properly whether it's permissible whether it's good for you whether it's bad for you uh, so much so that you keep spending and spending until a person doesn't even feel good about what he uh, what he or she achieves that's that's the big problem you know sometimes we we reach a state uh, a, a state where we buy something new and it literally just gives us a pleasure of 2 minutes just when we get it and after that it's all gone. And if you think back to the first time when you got such a thing and subhanAllah how long you reveled in it, how long it, you enjoyed it and now it's no longer that because things are becoming so much easier to just get and we're actually getting these things and, and we're being told to actually uh, just buy, buy, buy. Now, if we look at, if for a moment we look at generosity for a while, right? Just let, Let's just look at generosity for a while. One of the highest levels of generosity is called Ithar The highest levels of generosity is called Ithar One is that we just spend in a bit that's beyond our means So we we have enough for ourselves and we just spend a bit extra Or a lot more extra But a higher level to that is where we spend even the amount that we have for ourselves That we know we need it for ourselves Where we give preference to somebody else over it That is the highest, that is the highest level of jude and sahar. Right, that's a very lofty level where we can give for essentially the way that's described is to spend despite having the need for it. To spend what we have the need for, to give preference to somebody else, which is called ithar in Arabic. It's to give preference to somebody else uh, about something. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says they give preference over themselves even though they themselves are extremely hungry. They have an extreme need. This is obviously, uh, many, many of you might know that this actually relates to the Sahabi, the companion of Rasulullah ﷺ, who fed the guest of Rasulullah ﷺ, and um, you can say, volunteered to take him to his house despite knowing that he only had a very small amount purely just for his family and for his children. So when he brought the guest home, he put the light off, he put his kids to sleep, had his wife put the kids to sleep without any food and then he shut he had the wife come and adjust the lamp and put it off making it seem like there's no oil left or it's just gone off so that they would be in the dark and the guest would not know that the the family him he wasn't eating with the guest and the guest felt that he was eating because then it would be sufficient for the guest himself the next day when he went to Rasulullah Allah, wasallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had revealed this verse and the Prophet related to him. This is exactly where is' giving preference of the small amount that you need for yourself to someone else. It's a very high level. Alhamdulillah, most of us today are not in that situation where we have to do that, right? The, that sahabi was in that situation. That companion was in that situation. Most of us are not in that situation. So we have to just we, we're speaking about giving a bit extra just from the tip at the cream of the top. So we've got this much, it's just about giving a bit from here or a bit more. It's not about giving from the small amount that we have and giving that much so we have nothing left. We're talking about giving from the extra that's way beyond. Sometimes we have 50 times more than we actually need for our daily bread. Because we're concerned about the next 50 years. We're literally saving up for the next 50 years as though we're not going to work anymore. You know, all of us, the way we work, the way we earn, is we earn as though tomorrow we're going to become disabled. Tomorrow we're going to become feeble and not being able to work so that we have to have enough to last us for the next 15-20 years. I mean, unfortunately, this is what we're all involved in, this kind of fikr, this kind of thought. Right? Just invest, invest, invest in this world, in this world, in this world. And that means that we don't have as much reliance on Allah. Subhanahu Wa Taala. This is not to say that we give everything away. Right? That's not what we're saying. I mean, you can if you want to, but that's not what we're saying. That is what some of the Sahaba used to say, like Abu Dharr used to say, but the other Sahaba did not agree with that necessarily. You do need something, at least for you know, for some short amount of time, you do need something. But the point is that despite the fact that you have for that time, you should it should not take us away from relying on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah has the ability to help us if we have nothing for tomorrow. He definitely has the ability. That's why the Prophet sallam, said, لو كنتم تتوكلون very famous Sahih Hadith Rasulullah said if you relied on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the way that is his right to be relied on so you're not just it's not just uh, uh, ignorant reliance but it's reliance with full understanding of Allah's ability to take care of us and the fact that he is well aware and absolutely aware of us and he knows what we're, our situation is and he has the absolute ability because he has every means at his disposal to help us if we do it with the proper ma'rifah, the proper recognition and gnosis of Allah's greatness and generosity and power and might and his ability to help us if you have, the Prophet said, had, if you relied on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much as is His right to be relied on, then He will feed you like the birds, like the birds which leave in the morning with an empty stomach, no money in their hands, no credit card, no facility to buy with, but they go empty mouth in the morning and they come back and they have a full stomach. But the problem with us is that we have to get more we have to save we have to do this we have to do that we have to buy this edition we have to do that and that's that's the big problem we're all involved in it and i speak like this so that i can uh, i can uh, release myself from the shackles of the world and so that i can encourage others as well but i really want to encourage myself first because we the world and where we live especially right where we live i mean i saw the difference i, w- I went to india For example, now I know there's big disparity in India, you know, there's the extremely rich who are probably, you know, worse off than many of us here. But then you've got also another, the majority, which is not that well off. And subhanAllah, they get by with small means and it's just subhanAllah very simple. It's just very simple, there's no extravagance in that. Ya Allah. It's just, we live in a place where Alhamdulillah, we're we're happy in a sense. We're happy in a sense. That you know, Alhamdulillah, things are at our disposal, but that doesn't mean that we spoil our inner self because we're human beings and we could be, as a human being, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the tools to, uh, as a Muslim, Muslims, Allah has given us the tools to live in anywhere and in any situation there is, to live with patience, to live with gratitude, regardless of where we are and not to let it affect us and influence us. That is what it is, whether we live in a third world country, a first world country or a second world country. Right, uh, whether we live uh, 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 among people who don't have much or whether we live among people who have a lot, we need to be the same. We need to uh, uh, be be in a way that we thank Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and we do things that are correct. Now the thing is that the uh, the Prophet sallallahu It's related from Aisha radiAllahu anha. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam made a very interesting, uh, said something very interesting, which is related by Abu Shaykh. He mentioned, uh, the Prophet ﷺ said, Illa Sakhah wa Husnul Khuluk." That if you look at the secret of the friend of Allah, the wali of Allah, the one who's very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that when you look at the wali of Allah, he has been predisposed and inclined. Any wali of Allah would be predisposed and inclined to two things. And the Prophet said that it is necessary for these two things to be his predisposition. To be that wali's predisposition, to be their inclination, to be something that is very natural for them. What are the two things? One is generosity and the other is good character. The reason for generosity is because you can only be generous if you have reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you're not going to be left poor and penniless after you give. Why is it that we can't spend, we love the wealth, and we think we're not going to get more of it, or we don't want to let this go because we don't have enough reliance that Allah says that I will give you 70 times as much, at least reward, and I'll give you satisfaction in this world. But when we don't have that kind of reliance, then we don't give. That is why we can't be a wali of Allah. Being a wali of Allah, sacrifice is needed. This is giving others. Giving others, sakhaat. And number two, husnul khul, a good character with others. Because we realize that people are the bondsmen of Allah and we need to be good with them. How do you get rid of, how do you get rid of, I mean it's all good speaking about this but I think it's also important for us to understand how to get rid of and how to cure um, bukhul and miserliness. That's important. Number one, what some of the ulama recommend is to get a book Uh, pick up one of the books of Hadith, look at the tafsir under the verses about Bukhl, and understand what has been related about the evil and the calamities of being miserly. Right, all the way up to uh, the fact that if a person is so miserly that they prevent their zakat, that their wealth will come in the form of a snake around their neck on the Day of Judgment, and it will essentially... um, attack them saying that i am your wealth i am your guns i am what you hoarded guns means something you hoard and you hide right something you conceal you you withhold that's what you call guns so if our wealth is like that it will come on the day of judgment when if we haven't paid zakat on it which means if we haven't given the poor you on it which is very important the other thing is so, so to ponder over that and to be frightened by it. let it influence our hearts so that we start to give number two is to look at the virtues of generosity, to ponder over the virtues of generosity and the generous people and what great things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them. And whatever punishment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has has uh, warned about with regards to um, uh, with regards to miserliness and stinginess. Also, another thing is to think about people you know who uh, this is very effective there must be somebody that you know who is more miserly than us. You know, each one of us at whatever level we're at, there must be somebody who is more miserly than us. Just as there's going to be somebody who we really admire their generosity that they're willing to give even if they don't have. Yeah, You need it, here you go, take it. Right? SubhanAllah, here you go, take it. So there must be people who are more miserly than us. For example, I remember one person, we used to be in a room right and there was one person who used to eat his crisps and chocolates in the covers of his bed so that he didn't have to share with someone right now for me i'm going to look at that right i, I know this one person subhanallah he used to do that. you could you, you could tell by the rustle of a crisp packet you know chips you could you could uh, you you could hear it subhanallah right the wrapper and then suddenly the wrapper would be you know on the side or whatever so he didn't have to share with anybody that is pure bukhl Right, Allah knows best. I mean, you know, they was all growing up, and you know, at the at the time, Subhanallah. So, what what I'm saying is that when you look at that, you feel that is so bad. You despise the act. It's just so despicable. It's just so humiliating. It's so degrading, isn't it? So when we look at the way bukhala are, the way uh, other miserly people are, and you find that you have an aversion to this kind of act and this kind of practice and that kind of a trait yourself and you make it, you know, you just hold it in so much contempt, then you have to realize that that is how we are going to be seen as well. And we should also rid ourselves of any kind of trait like that as well. And we should be as generous as possible with reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that really helps us to get rid of Bukhl is by looking at somebody who's even more bakhil than us, not in an eye of contempt to look down upon them, but for self-reflection that just as I hate that, it's going to be a hated act in me as well. Subhanallah. It's going to be a hated act in me. And, you know, even if you don't think it's a hated act because nobody's told you such, well, we want to aspire to a higher level. We want to aspire to a higher level and show that we have greater reliance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we want to show that uh, to Uh, Allah subhanahu wa taala. Number uh, now the thing is that the opposite of that we need to speak about today because just at as the same time that we have bukhil for others we have israf on ourselves and for ourselves. So at the same time that you might have uh, we we might not want to spend on others. You know we have a a collection for Burma. We've got issues that are going on in all of these countries in Syria, in Burma, in Palestine, in uh, uh, in what is it? In Afghanistan, in so many countries around the world, subhanAllah, there's just so many places, there's collections every week, right? And you might think, well, I gave last week, I gave last week. At the end of the day, let's uh, the, the few things that I would really suggest that we do is that let's give every week. Now, if you're very disciplined and you're very organized where you can actually take money out every week and say, here you go, and you can give it. Right? Because you know, now that we're speaking and the speaker before me, you know, may Allah reward her. Uh, if, you, if, if you think to yourself, yes, I need to give, if you've been inspired to give, have you given yet? That's the question. Have you given yet? Because we'll all be inspired to give. Okay, I'm going to donate, you know, 10 pounds, I'm going to donate 20 pounds, I'm going to donate 100 pounds, I'm going to donate 200. Until you actually don't take it out, it's not going to happen. You know, that's why, that's why they tell you at university as well for, for writing, for PhD writing. You'd have all the great ideas in your head, but until you don't put them down on paper, it's nothing. Because it's not consolidated, it's not done, it's not there yet. And believe me, that's really true. You can have all the best ideas in your in your mind for a book or anything like that, but until you don't write it, it's nothing. It's, it's all imaginary. Likewise, you might have the good thought. Alhamdulillah, May Allah reward us for having the good thought. But you need to take it out. So it needs to be taken out. Now, if you're very disciplined, you can, we can take out every week. Good. But if you're like me, who's not very disciplined in that regard and you forget, then there's another way that we can do this. Now, modern technology has made it easy for us. Direct debit from your bank. So you just tell your bank and you can do all of this online if you have online banking. And if you don't get somebody else to help you out, go to the bank and do this. Or get a relief organization. Tell them to do it. All you have to do is you have to just say, okay, ten pounds a week is going to go to this organization, maybe HMC or whatever. Ten pound a week is going to go, or twenty pounds or thirty pounds. Decide on what your what what your pay is or what you get. Right, if it's with your husband, you decide with him. Encourage him as well. Like, we need to spend in the path of Allah. Spending in the path of Allah it removes a, a bad death. Right? Subhanallah, it removes a bad death. a hadith mentions that. Sadaqah. It removes a bad death and it also removes poverty. It's ajeeb. Ma naqasa samarum min sadaqah. The Prophet ﷺ said, by giving sadaqah your wealth will not decrease. It sounds like a contradiction, but that's the Prophet who was directly inspired by Allah who's saying this. Right. So if you're not very disciplined, make a direct debit, even if it's £5 a week or £10 a week or whatever it may be. Right, £30, £50 a week, just make sure it goes out. And then think about it when you actually give it every week, if you can. If it's just going out, it's still going out, Alhamdulillah, it's having its effect and its its benefit. Also try to take something out whenever you can, actually physically yourself, drop something in a box, you know, give something yourself, make that transaction yourself. The opposite of it, I'd just like to cover quickly, just so that it's it's complete, is Israf, when we spend too much, generally on ourselves and sometimes uh, on others foolishly, because sometimes Extravagance is a sense of uh, weakness of the nature, weakness of uh, one's uh, uh, um, uh, one state where you just spend and people take advantage of you. Right? That's not generosity. That's when you are taken advantage of because you don't care. You don't have much care for anything. And at the end of the day, you might uh, cause your family suffering, but you'll just spend on anybody because they just tell you, here, give me this given and you'll just give it to them because you're foolish. So it's good to spend on others. But Not to do it in a foolish way. That's what that's what I'm saying and be taken advantage of right So israf and tabdeer that's these are the two concepts that are that are opposite to uh, bukhil, Which which means miserliness, right? So the opposite of that is you can say wastefulness and extravagance and The way that's defined is a malakatun fin nafs again a faculty uh, an inner trait that is opposite that, that sorry that is uh, that relates to spending your wealth in places where you should not be spending it right uh, because the sharia tells you not to so you are not allowed to spend it in haram but you are doing so you're buying you're buying with it haram things when you're not supposed to you're using it to go on a uh, to maybe gamble and it's not halal to do so you're buying with it something that you're not supposed to show to others in in display you're buying with it something like that so it's essentially like that or so one thing is to spend it in a place where the sharia tells you not to the other one is to spend it in a place where common decency and social honor tells you not that you shouldn't be doing so so it's generally not considered good and honorable to spend in that path, right, but you still do so. So for example, one is that if you go to uh, watch a haram show, right, now that might be uh, th- that might be socially acceptable among a few gr- people, but not a- not according to everybody. But it's definitely not according to the Sharia. So then that would be spending your wealth. Even you f- might say, oh, it's only five pounds. It's only 10 pounds or 20 pounds or 30 pounds. Still, a haram holiday to a haram destination. Right, for example, so the, these are different things. Um, if it's if you're spending extra in places where the sharia has to, so if you're essentially spending your money in haram, then it's haram. But if you're spending it ag- against social decency, right, for example, it's not haram to spend extra money in a wedding or a function and do all of this extra thing, right, as long as you're not doing anything haram. But if it's more than what's socially considered to be decent, right, so you're going overboard without there be re- 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 being really any benefit. So you've got, you, you bring more food that's going to go to waste, for example, then obviously that's going to be at a definitely a level of makroo, at least, if not haram, because you're going to wa- be wasting so much food, for example, right. So the the place in between these two, the between total miscellaneous and total extravagance for oneself. For example, the the thing in between is called i'tidal which is essentially the moderate path, which is لا, لا, not tabdhir and not taqtir, and وَكَانَ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ قَوَامَ. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا لَمْ يُسْرِفُوا وَلَمْ وَكَانَ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ قَوَامًا So that's what it is. That those who people who spend, but they're not Extravagant and wasteful when they spend walam taqturu, And they're not tight And they're not stingy the, the worst form of stinginess Is to not spend even on yourself To just hoard, hoard, hoard And not to even give yourself The ability Not for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, But because you love your money so much And you want to save it One is that you sacrifice for yourself But you give your money to charity So you're sacrificing for the sake of someone else That is praiseworthy The other one is you're not spending on yourself, right? You're not going for umrah, for example, because you're going to lose your money. You're not spending on a decent car and you keep struggling with your car, but you're hoarding your money. For what? Do you see what I'm saying? It's that kind of a thing. And these people are settled in a place between the two, which means they're not like this or they're not like this. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our hearts. And I said the only way to do this is to be to do some action, which means to give. And you have can have all of the great ideas in your head that I'm gonna give this much, but as you go away from the lecture or from the the, the admonition or the encouragement, then slowly, slowly our nature kicks back in. And we go back to our nature. But if you give, so I would like all of you to think right now and if you have the money with you to pull it out right like right now to pull it out and hold it in your hand so that you can give it so separate it put it in another pocket i don't know if they're making any collections today but to actually separate it put it in another pocket of your purse or your handbag or your you know your uh, your coat pocket or whatever it is that this much i'm going to give right or just if you if you don't have you know if you don't have any money with you right now then to make an azm to make a full resolution to do it may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq wa akhir da'wana an alhamdulillah rabbil alamin